So when we're trying to get healthy, and trying to decide between whether we should be calorie counting versus carb counting, one of the things that's so frustrating and confusing is that there seems to be doctors saying calorie counting is the way to go. And of course, there are doctors saying carb counting is the way to go. So today we're going to walk you through some of these ideas and help you to understand why carb counting is actually what's going to be the healthiest, safest way for you to lose weight and get your health under control because it's both. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. Pat Chat Edition. I'm Violet. And I'm Pat. So we make these videos to help you to improve your health. And today we're talking about calorie counting versus carb counting there there is a lot of of sources like uh, gym trainer uh, doctors that are still recommending calorie counting as a way to get healthier and to lose weight as opposed to be careful with your carb and, and count your carbs so calorie counting basically you track everything you eat in a day but the only really thing that matters the most are the total number of calories, whether they come from carbs, from fat, from, from proteins, you count your total number of calories. Most sources we watched were if you want to lose weight, for example, you create a calorie deficit. So basically you either eat less calories or you spend more calories by moving more. So in an app, like in a tracker that you have on your phone, you eat, for example, 2000 calories and you want to lose weight. Well, you create a plan that would ingest uh, like maybe, maybe 1,700 calories. Or you would add gym sessions to your day to spend at three, 400 calories. So basically you create a deficit. As opposed to carb counting, where you're gonna count the number of carbs in the same tracker, in the same app, but you're just focusing on the carbs. For example, you don't go over 20 grams of carbs. For keto. For keto. Although that's not the only way to do carb counting, right? Because you could also yeah. do a carb counting scenario where you're just diminishing your carbs. So the same way that you do calorie counting, True. if you're, you could say, well, I normally eat 350 grams of carbs a day. I'm going to aim at 300 or I'm going to yeah. aim at 250. Like that's another possibility. That's another possibility. But the article I did find like about carb counting was a bit negative about that that option because they solely focus on carb, meaning that you limit your carb, but you can uh, you can eat as much fat and as much protein as you want, which is not the case if you want to lose weight. So they imply that you yeah. could still overeat the other yeah. things. Yeah. I want to go back to the calorie counting for a second because I want to point yeah. something out. Um, in that calorie counting scenario, part of the idea is that there's 3,500 calories that make up a pound. And the idea being that if I eat 3,500 calories, calories less each week or each month i should lose a pound per week or per month what's interesting and this is the part one of this whole calorie counting story is that all the research shows that if you eat 3500 calories less each month over the course of years where you should lose a boatload of weight most people at the end of 10 years did not lose any weight. So that's part one of the story. Just, this is research. Mm -hmm. People followed over years and their foods being tracked. Did not even lose a pound. So what's happening there? So what's happening basically is that your metabolism is adapting to the number of calories you ingest. So the, the lower amount of calorie you ingest, the slower your metabolism will be. So if you get like down to, for example, let's say you, you, you want to eat 1500 calories per day, 
your metabolism will slow down to be able to function with those calories per day, which means like at some point you won't lose like you won't lose any more weight because you slowed down to a point where you're just like comfortable with what you ingest. So then why did they continue to push this as a strategy? Guess what? That first six months, you're actually going to lose weight. And this is the part where I personally start to feel like it's a conspiracy because you're going to regain the weight, possibly go over the weight and just stay there. And if you keep eating that amount of calories, you're just going to stay there, as he just said. Yeah. So again, the reason that they push this is because you're on this yo-yo diet thing yeah. and it keeps trainers, the WWs and the Jennies in, in, in business, right? That they keep getting you to come back on this faulty promise that calories is going to change your life. Yeah. It's not. And it used to say like you kind of starve yourself for like so many months that when you attained your goal, for example, you lost your 10 pounds for your bikini summer, blah, blah. Uh, is that really you, your goal though? Yeah, That's it, the other thing. The, yeah, you, it, anybody who's doing usually, this, is that yeah. really your goal? Just 10 pounds? Mm. Because the truth is in six months, that's what you're going to lose. Yeah. Somewhere between 10 to 12 pounds if you're safely losing at a pound or two per month. Mm. But was that really your goal? Yeah. Just 10 having starved yourself for that many months when you like when you're going to get back to eating normally you're not going to get back to eating normally you might go from for example a 1500 calories per day instead of a 2000 you might go to 2200 2300 so so that's like where like the yo dieting idea is um, is interesting we watched the video just yesterday it was so funny where that gym trainer was like yeah, if you raise your number of calories, your metabolism is gonna raise. If you lower your calories, your your metabolism is gonna slow down. But the only way to lose weight and get healthy is to slow your metabolism, like to slow no, your metabolism down. No, no, to, to he didn't say calories. to slow you. He didn't say no, no, but he, he said, said the to, only way to lose weight is to, to calorie, calorie count and yeah, to, restrict. to restrict. So it basically yeah. he contradicted himself. Yeah, like hugely. But I feel like the way that he contradicts himself, again, for the average person, it flies under the radar. If I eat less calories, my metabolism is going to go down. So here's the answer on how to mm -hmm. how to restrict calories. And so, people don't notice. Yeah. So calorie counting doesn't work. We know we know that. You, you even I want to add to that though, yeah. because you talked about starving yourself. There was a actually Ansel Keys, <laughs> who is the bane of our existence for certain things, but he actually did a, a study that showed that you can reduce people's calorie intake and their metabolism will slow. And he showed all that information. But the other thing that he showed that was really interesting to me, that was more the point psychologically, what was happening as people's calorie count came down and they lost weight, their body temperature dropped, their energy dropped and their mind became completely focused on getting food. They were, they became obsessed with food. So here's the other piece of the puzzle of why calorie counting doesn't work. You do all this work to bring your calorie count down to lose weight. Mm -hmm. But the entire time that you're doing that, your brain is like, get food, get food, get food, get food, get food, get food. Get. So exactly what Dr. Fung explained to us mm -hmm. that your other hormones in your body are pushing you to get food because it's saying, Hey, Normally we have more energy than this. What the heck? Go and find a bison, right? Go and kill a zebra. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right? And we don't do it. And so what's our brain doing? Get food, get food, mm -hmm. get food. Do you think that you're going to be able to ignore those signals forever? Going back to the carb counting idea, the thing that you said earlier, and we're talking about like how to do something properly, they, they describe carb counting 
as focusing on carbohydrates and then turn around and said, but fat and protein is like mm-hmm. not a paid. That's not reality. It's not that you're ignoring fat. It's not that you're ignoring mm-hmm. protein. You're eating to satiation. Mm-hmm. What's so important and the difference between calorie counting and carbohydrate counting is that when I bring my carbohydrate number down to 20 or less, so now we're talking about the number that doctors believe your body could handle, then I'm eating everything else to satiation. That means I'm listening to my body compared to calories counting where I'm actually ignoring every signal my body is giving me because I'm taking my energy down across the board. My body is screaming, hungry, hungry, hungry. And I'm saying, shut up, shut up. I'm going to lose weight. Does anybody see a problem with this? Why do we think that we can just shut our body up? That it's just going to, oh, Violet knows better than this complex internal workings that my little ideas are more important than what my body Hmm. so i think Hmm. the thing that is missed in all of these conversations when you diminish the amount of carbohydrates that you eat you still listen to your body and eat until satiation on the other two macronutrients which are the only real macronutrients by the way because carbohydrates are not, I and, will fight you to mm, the death. Yeah. And you need to make peace with the fact that fat is not the evil here. Counting your grams of carbs to 20 or less and eating for 400 grams of, uh, of uh, protein is not necessarily the LT way to do that too. You need a balanced diet. You need to have an idea of your fat number, of your protein number, but you you can like do it in a lazier way, if I if I may, uh, by eating the same amount of meat that you uh, you usually eat, by eating the fat that's on your meat, that using uh, full fat uh, dressing for your salads. So my point was like I I could understand where the did that article was going, where it's not just a matter of keeping your your uh, your carbs to 20 gram or less and eating like bad fats and bad food and bad protein and i feel like this is again where i'm going to say that eating a healthy ketogenic lifestyle and eating just excessive fat for the sake of eating mm. fat putting bacon on everything and like you know and i don't even i won't i don't consider it lazy to eat to satiation i don't consider it lazy because even if I'm eating to satiation, you still need to make sure your carbs are not over the... So you still need to track. Here's a reality for everybody to think about. If I eat to satiation, but I'm still allowing in 40, 50, 90 grams of carbs a day, I will at some point resume gaining weight because my body will put those carbohydrates away as fat. Like this idea that we can be lazy with our body, I don't agree with that. You actually need to pay attention. You need to check, yeah. right? You will regain the weight. Like this is not, this is, it's yo-yo dieting. Yo-yo dieting is yo-yo dieting no matter what type of diet you happen to be living because the standard American mm-hmm. diet is a way of eating. It's a diet, it's a way of eating. Keto diet is a way of eating. So no matter which one you're doing, if you, stop doing the healthy thing 
mm-hmm. your body will resume the problem. Yeah. I want I wanted to bring that like in a patch ad because oftentimes when you when you look for videos about getting healthy or article about getting healthy, it's often a matter of calorie limiting or carb counting, but we never push to a deeper science with like insulin, for example, we never talk about insulin. So yeah, restricting your, uh, your calories to 1700 per day might work for a short time, but if 60% of that comes from, uh, from carbs, you're just like, uh, digging your, um, so you're digging like, your own grave? Yeah, you're, so, so you're digging your own grave because like your insulin is going to spike all the time. You're always going to be hungry. Maybe if you were limiting your calories, but in a healthy way with a keto, you might have a chance, but you're still going to end up slowing your metabolism and, and lose this, the result at some go, point. But that's the part of the problem is that why do we think that our body gives a hot chew about calories? calories yeah. Your body is not a chemistry lab. It doesn't care about calories, right? It's like you're trying to, you know, it's like you're trying to get your body to understand something that it's just not relevant to it, right? Like when you go to gas up your car, the car will react to the gasoline you put in. So if it's a diesel car and you put petrol in it, it's going to react. Not because it knows the difference, it's because in the actual engine, it's reacting differently, right? But if you told the car, listen, take this petrol, (laughs) it's still going to react to the fact that it's supposed to get diesel and you're putting in uh, petrol, right? So it's like, we have to stop trying to fool our body into thinking that a metric that we use to understand food matters to our body. Because that metric doesn't matter to your body. Your body doesn't care. What it wants is a clean energy source. What your car wants is a clean energy source. We need some carbs and our body makes them. So actuality, do we need to eat them? So this is even a conversation in like, like really, when you stop and truly answer this question, is there ever a need, N-E-E-D, to eat carbohydrates? You realize the answer to that is no, but we get into these debates, right? What's the best way? If you weren't eating carbohydrates and you were only eating protein sources, would your weight be where it is? And the true answer to that question is very likely no. We get into this situation because we want carbohydrates, want, and I use that word loosely. We're addicted to carbohydrates and we allow them into our life because we're addicted, not Mm. because they need to be there. And how do we know this? When we watch our children, our little small children who haven't quite become addicted yet Mm. and they push cake away they push ice cream away they going for the bland vegetable right and i really i go back to it all the time i wish i would have listened to my daughter Mm. she was pushing these things away and i wish i understood what that meant but today we can understand right that very basic understanding that the energy that i'm taking in from carbohydrates if it's limited and i allow myself to eat the rest of the food I eat to satiation, to satiation, I've already managed my fat and protein number just by doing that one thing, eating to satiation. Whatever the number ends up being is what my body needed because I stopped eating when I was no longer hungry. That's what satiation means. Mm -hmm. You stop eating when the hunger isn't there. I'm gonna add one other thing there. That means you're not scarfing your food down. 
if you eat super fast, you'll be able to put away a lot more food than if you eat at a slower pace. This is how competitive eaters get the food down. They eat so fast that their body can't give them the signal to stop. And we know this. Eat slower, you will get less food down. Yeah. Eat carbs, you will get more, more food, food down. down. Carbs yeah. push you to eat. Have you ever dieted, Pat? Like before doing keto, have you ever had a banana diet? Of course, like I've uh, I've dieted in the past. I was more careful with my number of calories, of course. But I was more like a move more like, oh, I need to do more sports. I need to create that deficit by going to the gym, by taking spinning classes. And, and, and they never worked. They never worked. Like the keto diet and the low carb were really the first time I did something, I think, in my life where, like, it did work. Okay, maybe ex except for when I was in high school where I was doing 30 hours of badminton's per week. I was eating the carbs, but I was moving like crazy. But, like, um, yeah. But you were also growing. Like, we, also, need yeah. to, we need to also keep in mind that our young people are growing. So we don't necessarily see the weight on them mm. because it's going into the height that they're getting. But yeah. at some point, the height um, yeah. maxes out. Mm -hmm. And then with starts to happen, right? And I think for a lot of us, we don't notice that. But, but yeah, th there's that. But like for me, when it started happening, it was after school. <laughs> after when I went out of university, I think like you get a job, you get some money, go to restaurants, like you're, you can afford those things you didn't, uh, uh, you were not able to afford, like where, you, where your, your mom was cooking for you. So for me, the big, I think my first big weight gain happened just right after I was out of school. But my first question job. to you is you notice it at that point, but yeah. it doesn't mean that you gained 40 pounds in two days. It probably uh, was starting well, when no, you yeah, were couple... in university, CJP yeah. University, and it was like going, like this is the thing is that, I feel like that's one of the things I, talk, I talked about. It's like, most of us won't realize we've gained weight until we look at a picture of ourselves from a well, year ago, yeah. or, or like we go to put on a pair of pants that doesn't fit all of a sudden. Yeah. And it's like, like you don't see it because you're used to looking at yourself in the mirror like every single day I look at me, every day, right? That's why I keep mm -hmm. stepping on the scale. Like on a monthly basis, I step on the scale because I know that I could be watching myself gaining weight and just not notice, right? Yeah. And even though I eat as good as I do, I still step on the scale every month yeah. just to be sure because, right, you never know. So like, I do think that mm -hmm. there's a lot of like, we wanna believe that working out is gonna affect our weight somehow. Like if we mm -hmm. can eat a problem on one hand and then just exercise and like if I'm eating the food do you really think that you can do as much exercise as the amount of energy that you're eating like and that's daily mm. too a lot of the time when we're overeating and you actually check how much food you're eating so like I remember the first time I got a calculator a food calculator and this is just the way that Violet's brain works my first thing I did was just input the food that I'm eating regularly just to see where am I starting and guess what Oh my gosh, like I was eating 3,000, 3,500, like sometimes 2,000, depending on what day, what meals. But like I was seeing 3,000 and getting either close to or 3,000. Well, what did they say? 3,500 calories is a pound? Do I really believe I needed to be eating 3,000 calories? Like if mm -hmm. I'm trying, if I'm overweight already, what's the funny thing? On keto, how many times was my calories close <laughs> to 3,000? And did I, and, and yet I was losing, right? So yeah. is it the calories? Like you said, yeah. why are we never talking about hormones? Mm. 
insulin is turned on when there's a lot of carbohydrates in the system, you have much more insulin than when there's a little bit of carbohydrates. Yes, insulin does respond to fat. Yes, insulin does respond to protein. But the interesting thing is, if there's carbohydrates there, the reaction insulin is having is so much more than if there isn't carbohydrates there. We need to understand that we set ourselves up. Yeah. Yeah. We set ourselves up. And then we cry about it after. Mm that oh my god I, i've gained weight yeah so yeah i do i know for myself yeah. you know i looked at a picture looked at a picture and be like oh, how how yeah. how by eating spaghettis <laughs> yeah but that, by eating yeah. but it, i did it, like spaghetti i have to be honest you know like whatever you want to call your diet whether it's keto paleo whatever you like the answer is quite simple you're getting healthier by eliminating the grains you getting you're getting healthier by eliminating especially eliminating the added sugar uh, by eliminating the fruits what are the other sources that i might like so so whenever you don't have the pasta you don't have the rice you don't have the Process, bread you don't basically. have the cookies and you don't have all of course the box processed food your your metabolism is going is going to regulate itself your weight is going to regulate itself your skin defects are going to disappear like you're just gonna get healthier like healthier it's amazing because mm. we know this and yet we don't know it like yeah. it's like you but you're right i think part of the problem is we don't talk enough about the hormone component mm. of this story so wellness warriors what i want you to understand is that it is not just taking the carbs down low when you take the carbs down low your insulin also is not on as often or as high right and when you have a less insulin response that helps your body across the board right one of the things that i realized from watching a lot of these doctors and hearing them talk about insulin is how insulin cortisol ghrelin leptin like all of these hormones are in relation to each other our body loves homeostasis so what happens when insulin is up here what does my body do to these other hormones right right they're gonna it's gonna meet they, they, they want homie right so if i can't pull the insulin down the other hormones have to do things to counteract i think it's so important for us to start to really think about and again complex complex i get it like i know i don't I, I'm, i'm scratching the surface of my understanding right and a lot of what you're hearing me say is just me listening to doctors and pulling things together and trying to be like yeah these these things have to be related But at the same time, if I know that they're related and I just do mm. the minimum of understanding that, hey, every time I eat, I will have an insulin response regardless of what I eat. And if I eat carbs, I'm having a higher oh, insulin higher. response. The smaller the amount of carbs, the mm. smaller the amount of insulin response, right? So it's like knowing that piece of information, how does it help me? There's a 99.9% of the reason that I'm one meal a day is because I do still eat carbs. I would rather have one insulin response that is involving carbohydrates than have two because I know that's putting my body in a bad situation. And even if meal one or meal two, whichever one, is only protein and fat, I still rose my insulin. And if I'm gonna have carbs at some other point in the day, I know it's adding to what's there because it's not like it goes up and disappears. 
it goes up and it tapers down. So your insulin responses are additive. We need to understand that. And we're not saying, obviously, that gym and exercise is a bad thing. You can gym and exercise like with a no carb, low carb lifestyle. Like you're active. I go to the gym. I try to go twice a week. Like sometimes like I fit that in my schedule. But like, yeah. It's, it's possible you don't need to load up on carbs because it's your, like, you, know, you, you have to, to eat carbs before you go to the gym. Like, your fat isn't as good energy source or, like, even better energy source for, for that. Going to the gym oh. fasted, you actually have more yeah. human growth hormone. You actually can build more muscle. It's been mm -hmm. shown because when you're fasted, your body believes you need mm -hmm. more muscle and more energy to go Chase. tackle that yeah. bison right so yeah. like we need to understand how this works so that's a good point like uh fasting versus low calories there's a difference like your body doesn't react the same way why for example on fasting your body is not going to slow your metabolism it's going to speed up your metabolism because, because it thinks you need to go find food so again going back to that ansel keys um mm. uh study mm -hmm where the people's metabolism slowed down because they still had a caloric load that was coming in, but it was just not enough for their body. Mm. Their body slowed down. If I actually just don't eat, my body ramps up my metabolism because clearly, Violet, you need to go and find some food. Mm. But when I'm, when I'm eating, so I, I'm actually eating, my body's getting the, the story that, oh, this is how much food is going to be coming in from now on. I need to change the amount of energy I'm using. You know, Dr. Fung used a very interesting analogy of a cold mine, saying how, like, if you had coal coming into a company and the company was doing things with that, that energy and the amount of coal coming in was diminished and the employees didn't regulate the output, mm -hmm. that they would run out of coal and that probably they would all get fired. Right. Because why didn't you regulate? You saw we were getting less. Yeah. Right. Why would you make us in a situation where we can't actually produce for three or four months? Okay. And it just makes sense. Right. Your yeah. body is mm -hmm. not going to do that. Your body's going to regulate based on what's coming in. Right. Because if I burn up all that energy, what's fueling so, you? So obviously, like after you said that, the most probably the most dangerous thing you could do is lower your calorie intake. Then when you hit the plateau, lower your calorie intake. Then uh, the next plateau, you lower your calorie and intake. And yeah, that's like, exactly and that's what people like, do. Yeah, and, and that's like, and because when you start eating again, like your body is not like, you're going to fool me twice or three times. Like I'm going to store like uh, everything like you put. But this, so, but that's unfortunately what yeah. a lot of people do, right? Yeah. They will They will hit a plateau and then they will just decrease. But so here's the thing. And the reason it doesn't work, going back to that. When I'm down to 1,200, 1,000 calories, can I maintain that forever? Mm. Like, that's really hard. So even if somehow I manage to get my body to a state where I'm at a weight that I'm okay with, what are my organs doing? If there's not enough energy coming in, what happens to our friends who are anorexic? Their body starts mm. to shut down. Mm -hmm. Right? Your organs and like, so if you're a lady, you stop menstruating. And if you're male, like, I can't, I know there's other things that happen, but mm -hmm. things start to shut down. Mm -hmm. Our bodies cannot take that. So, first of all, there's a minimum that you can get to before, like, you're really in trouble. 
but the other side of this is that at some point, if you're a typical person, so you're not an anorexic, you're going to get down because you're fighting your natural instinct to eat. And what happens when you get to your weight that you're trying to accomplish? There's no reason to keep mm. doing this anymore. Mm. And you start eating again. And what happens? Mm. You put the weight back mm. on. And then what happens? We go through the cycle all over again. Yeah. Right? And unfortunately, most people who yo-yo diet end up at a much higher weight than when they began. And this is not good for you. It's yeah. not good for yeah, anybody. For right? In fact, what you want is to get to a reasonable weight that's good for your body and where your body is functioning the best that it can possibly function and if you do that and get to that reasonable weight you'll be able to stay there indefinitely because this is where your body feels best and healthy mm. right and it's, it's it's not even a fight at that point it's just what your body does mm. you know both you and i have lost significant amount of weight mm. and it's I know for sure two years for me. Have you passed your two year yet? Or we're getting no, close to it. Yeah, we're close to it, I think. So t two years, almost two years, mm -hmm. and still well below where we started, yeah. right? I mean, I'm actually where I want to be, and you're below where you started. Mm. And here's the thing. It's not hard. No. It's not hard yeah. when you commit to doing the healthy thing. It sure gets hard when you only focus on lose the weight, and that's all you're caring about. Mm. But if you're focused on doing what's healthy, then you can do it and you can be long-term. What's the most important to grasp here is that calorie counting sets you up mm -hmm. because it's not really telling you about the hormones. It's not really telling you about what your body needs. It's just saying restrict everything. Carb counting improperly can also set you up. Again, not talking about the hormones and not talking about what your body actually needs. Mm -hmm. What we are suggesting to you guys is to Focus on eating a healthy lifestyle that involves lower carbs, so 20 grams or less, if you really want to make sure that you're doing everything to make sure your body is going to be healthy, but at minimum low carb. And then eat protein and fat to satiation. If you do that, you're going to be healthier. Yeah. Right? You need to understand how your body works. I want to thank you for watching Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet, Patch Hat Edition. We love making these videos for you guys. Teespring Patreon in the description below. Can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. Talk to you next week.